Welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast. This is season four, episode 12. Happy Women's History Month. It's March 1st. It's our fucking month. It's our, it's our year, but not really, but <laughs> it's our month. It's kind of our year because now we have a female vice president. I oh, feel yeah. like this could be a good year for us, you know, the ladies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Women's History Month, which is like, I don't know. I, I get really excited because I keep, like, everyone always posts um, things about women. Like, brands are always, like, you know, spotlighting or highlighting someone. And like I learned something owned. new. Yeah, female-owned businesses, women that are doing, like, amazing things. So I'm excited. I love March. March is a good month. Yeah, I just saw yesterday Karen Civil had this, like, she did something with um, Martell, I actually don't, I'm not familiar with that brand, but highlighted like a bunch of like, mm-hmm. uh, black female owned businesses in this like big trunk box. And then she's like giving it out and she's only like making a certain amount. And that's cool. Yeah. People do like a lot of like collaborations yeah. and like sponsorships and stuff. I love it's- it. I'm here for it. Um, and if you're wondering who that woman is on the other side of the mic, uh, it's my co-producer and friend Lena. Um, she's on the other mic. And if you're new here, welcome. We are here every Monday, new episode, every single ha- Hashtag Milana Monday. We have three segments. The first one is called BTS, where we recap my past week. The second segment is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. Before we start with the segments, I just want to say, like, before we, like, you know, set action and started recording, Lena was making fun of my height. And, like, she said to me, what did you, you just mocked me. What did you say to me? You had short arms. I had short arms. And then she said to me, Remember oh. when you said, can you get this for me? Like in her little bitchy voice. <laughs> or maybe kiddish voice. Mm, sure. For the, for the sake of the dropping jokes. Yeah, because I was imitating you and you used to do it in like a cute, like kiddish way. Well, the funny thing about Lena and I is we're on the height. opposite no, sides of the fucking spectrum of heights. Like she's just a taller woman and I'm a shorter woman. Like we are like on the complete opposite. Neither of us are average height for yeah. a, you know what's considered like an average height for, for a female. I think female. it's like five six. Six. No, five, actually five. I think it's for guys. I think for women it's like five three. Really? Yeah. I thought I, it was like oh I mean I can check. I'm actually now really curious. Like what is in the US like we gotta like say Hey Siri what's the average height for a woman in the US? Five feet four. Five feet four. Yeah. See? Wow. Yeah. You're closer than me. I am. I'm closer than average than you. Um, But anyway, so yeah, she's just making fun of me and I'm thinking to myself like, you know what? And right before this, we're talking to her uh, to her sister about how like she wants to have a sink where you can sit and wash your face. And I'm like, well, that doesn't Why? make any yeah. sense. And then Lena's like, I'm tall. Like, do you know how hard it is to bend down for me? I'm my literally side at sink like a ninety like- degree angle when I'm doing. I mean, my house is <laughs> and like I built never a long time about ago. That. No, yeah, it's crazy because I see my dad too, and he's six two, and I'm he's like bending over. He's old, but. <laughs> Um, I was like, I bend over and I'm almost at like 90 degrees to like wash my face. And now I don't even care. Like I get, I like put the water on my face and then I stand up and I like wash with the like face wash. Cause I can't be bending like that for like yeah. so long. Um, but yeah, so it's like the sink is super low, the kitchen sink and it like hurts my back. So I'm like, I need sinks to be higher. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't have that problem. Yeah, because you're five feet. Yeah, like I never think about the tall person. I was actually just getting food right now and this girl was like, oh, like, can I ask like how tall you are? And I always like, this is just like my spiel every time someone asks that. I'm like, yeah, my friend always like, I'm five, I'm five, 11 and a half. And she always says like, I'm six feet, but I was like, I'm really five, 11 and a half. But like we round up in life. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm like... Uh-huh. It's funny because I'm like Milana's like you make fun of my height and I think in my head that she makes fun of my height but she's just trying to be accurate in her eyes and I take it as like because I'm like no I'm five eleven and a half. <laughs> That's so funny and I also like six feet is just like damn like you're six feet. Bitch, like, you better claim it. Own I know. It, live See, that's when I really think about it. it. I'm like you don't make fun of it. You make me embrace it. But I don't. Six feet is too much. Okay, like whatever. I need to, to still be in like the five category. Oh, you are. I mean, in your head. <laughs> yeah. No, the doctors say I'm five eleven and a half. I'm gonna. FaceTime you the next time I go to the doctor. Oh my god, this is hilarious. What's also funny is I use her height as a reference point when I'm like on the dating app. Yeah. And like and I'm like, She's oh, like this guy stand- is six three. Lena, can you stand next to me? So it's you plus three more inches, huh? That's not gonna work for me. <laughs> it's a little too tall. Yeah, she has like a 
cap like limit on the on like, my on, on the, the dating apps yeah. on the height yeah like which I six wouldn't two. I don't really have my minimum like, I mean, was like, like five seven and my maximum was like six two yeah we've we've talked about this it's like and then also like bitch how dare you with your five foot ass have a minimum of five seven like who the fuck do you think you are <laughs> like I can't believe I, like the audacity of me I'm so sorry for any men like under five seven like someone will love you it's just not me <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. All right. Anyway, so let's just get started. Um, I want to get into BTS. I you didn't get a chance to speak last week because you were oh, yeah. you didn't I have, have a mic. So you ha- oh you have notes? I was oh my god, you're so funny. So I was I wanted to start off my BTS segment with what Lena thought of my episode with my ex-boyfriend Ramel. Um, if you have not heard that episode, funny. do yourself a favor. Go back, listen to last week's episode. I had my ex, who was one of my good friends, um, on the episode, and Lena didn't have a chance to comment because she didn't have a mic, and it was. I was sad him. about it because so in their in the dropping jugs, wow, Jex. dropping <laughs> gems segment, um, they were talking about the film Malcolm and Marie on Netflix, which I watched and I thought was like really good. It was overall like so funny. Ramel is just like hilarious, he's and so he's funny. an actor, so he can like take on like all these different personalities. Yeah. Um, and like imitations and stuff. But yeah, it was really funny. I loved it. I was like back here laughing and I'm like trying to be quiet. And that happens a lot. It depends on like the guest. But every time you have a guest, it's like a lot of energy and like yeah. it's fun. Um, for the Dropping gem segment, when they were talking about Malcolm and Marie, I wrote some stuff down. I think Milana said um, in the episode, like this was all because like, and everyone was saying this on social media. And I think they like, I think people... Some people like missed the point and were like minimizing it in my opinion. Like, oh, all she wanted was a thank you. But like to me, it was like more than a thank you of because course, yeah. that's a phrase that you say. Like that of course yeah. it's bigger than that. It's not just a thank you, it's everything that comes with a thank you. Yeah, but yeah. I think like the point I'm like trying to make is that it was like a buildup of emotion yeah. where basically like all this time and to me it's like that's what kind of happens when you don't address things like in the moment. And mm-hmm. like it depends on like if you have the ability to like do that and like the kind of like the demeanor to kind of address things as they come because if like you're addressing them out of like immediate anger then it's probably like not the best way to do it and you should like kind of sit on it which you guys were talking about um but yeah I think like the thank you is a culmination of all the things yeah 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 for sure but I'm saying like I wonder like even if she did get the thank you like she would Had probably still yeah. feel that way I think she probably will feel that way I don't think her reaction would have been so yeah. because like what what happened like it hits her pride right like yeah. on this night yeah all you needed to do was thank me even though I have all of these feelings towards you and about the situation all you need to do is just say thank you for me to at least like be like at peace with it for a little while and you couldn't even get maybe for that night or you know what I mean and she would have like brought it up later and then the other thing is like I don't know if you guys talked about this specifically but like even like the way he was talking to her I can't I don't know if I could really say this for the way that she was talking to him but the way he was talking to her was like verbal abuse like it was like for sure like 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 demeaning it was everything that it it could could, everything that it could be everything wrong yeah everything that could be wrong with it was wrong with it yeah yeah um, so I'm like, this is like straight up abuse. And like, obviously like the, it's like so many people, I was telling this Milana, telling this to Milana when we were doing like the pre-production, like on social media, people, like a lot of like women felt the need to come out and be like, this is like a toxic relationship. Like they really felt the need to point it out, like to like save other like women from it. And like, yeah. basically they felt, I think they felt like this was normalized, like this type of behavior and these types of relationships where it had become normalized. So they felt like the need to like tell other women, like, cause I feel like maybe they thought the movie was getting glorified because it was good art, but mm-hmm. they felt the need to be like the, the relationship is toxic and like, they don't want to glorify it it's too like we much. Know. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I mean, maybe some people don't, but yeah, like we know it's not okay. Yeah, I was like, this is obvious that it's like there is like a certain amount of people or a group of people that would find this type of relationship like hot or like okay or like (laughs) no, it could be worse. Like mm, yeah, just because it could be doesn't mean it should be. You know what I mean? So yeah, Yeah. no, there's there's a small group of people. Yeah, but I really I liked it. I liked the fact that it was like black and white and like not there were not too many scenes like yeah. different scenes um and then I think the acting was really good mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I overall really liked it and I think it had like a good message um yeah and it's it was just an interesting movie to watch and obviously like sparked a lot of conversation yeah I feel that okay that's your recap from our episode yeah what? why are you laughing I'm just laughing because you're like that's a, it was is that so, it that's all you yeah, have I, I'm over 
here thinking she's gonna anyway i got great feedback from the episode okay yeah. people think we're so funny like you know obviously like we have I, it's a blessing to be able to sit down with someone who you have like both intimate memories with but just like friendship with and you can like remember and you it can just be so innocent and so like platonic you know what i mean and i think i appreciate our friendship and i hope that everyone can you know have those kinds of friendships with the opposite sex because i think it's important um to have that you learn mm-hmm. you grow you know i don't know you learn I feel about like yourself. it should be more like common i yeah. feel like this whole i don't know i'm wasn't that i'm never like never been a big fan of like the cutoff game like oh like obviously if there's good reason yeah and something in this person's not healthy for you but like just because like that relationship didn't work out in the way that you envisioned it doesn't yeah. mean there can be no yeah. relationship there 100 percent. especially if both sides are like respectful and like respected respect each other i think it can all it could be beneficial even in some cases yeah that's true that's true. Um, before I forget, I will be on. I will be going on Instagram live tonight, and it's the first time that I would ever be going live. So like, I'm kind of nervous. Um, but I'm going to go live with my friend Arissa. She was on this podcast not too long ago. Um, she has like an advice channel called At Ask Riss. Um, and we're gonna be going live. We're gonna be. She's having a series where she brings um in every Monday, I think, a woman um and talks about like a, a certain topic. The topic that we'll be discussing is the role uh, of faith and spirituality in a woman's life so i'm really excited we're going live tonight at 7 p.m um yeah join us just follow me on my instagram follow her and you'll see the notification and join and ask questions It'll be similar to being to doing pod being on your podcast it's just different because it's like live i don't know this isn't live oh yeah it's not live. i can like say yeah, but you're good i can at say talking. fuck you lita and then cut you and then that, that does it and then i can cut it out no one will ever know we had yes. to cut some stuff out from last week's episode yeah that was because of him that has nothing to do with me I, you know what i'm saying but this is live i can't cut anything out so. i know but you're good at talking so sometimes I would be- it depends on the day Okay, so that's that. And then the other thing is I haven't been watching my housewives. Like, I need to catch up. I know I'm, like, slipping. I've been reading and other shit. But I did um, watch The Bachelor. I'm all caught up. And now we're down to three women. Lena, you're, like, so behind. We're, like, down to three. So my friend who was on The Bachelorette, he's, like, following it and posting it. Yes, and, like, he is. I follow him. doing all this extra, like, commentary and crying. I think it's part of their the- contract. Oh. When you do the Bachelor Bachelorette, you have a contract that you, oh. you sign with them that you have to do like, X amount of so things. It's so extra easy. It's very extra. It's probably, yeah, you, yeah. Um, anyway, so we're doing, so so we're down to three women. Like, I can't believe it. If Did your girl get cut? <clears throat> so two of the three women that I predicted that'd be like the final are the, are in the final three. Oh, okay, two of cool. three. Um, there's been some controversy with my favorite. Did she get cut? No, she's in the top three. She's my favorite because not like she's my favorite one on the show and she's like the she's my favorite for him like they have this chemistry they have this like it's very obvious he's she's the only one i think that he's at this point even said like i'm in love with you or whatever like he hasn't said it to anyone else so that's why i think like to me she's my favorite like together they're my favorite um but there's been some controversy with her so she's 24 years old okay at 21 years old she went to um so she's from georgia like down south and she went to um, and out and uh, what is it? She attended an antebellum themed college party. Do you know what that is? No, I didn't either. I had to Google it. Um, it's an antebellum party, which is known as an old South party, is a widely known event in colleges associated with the fraternity Kappa Alpha. Kappa Alpha has been criticized as racist due to its embrace of Confederate Uh-oh. General Robert E. Lee as its spiritual leader. Basically, it's like an old South down South party, like like the Confederacy South, whatever. Oh, we're and, throwing the word Confederacy, <laughs> Confederacy around now. Um, and so it's like that's the theme of the party, and she, so she attended the party for this fraternity. Now, like. <clears throat> I have my own opinion of this. Like, do I think the girl's racist? Like, no. Like, do I think it's, like, stupid to attend a party like this, like, in 2018? Like, yes. But, like, do I think it's, like, a common thing that happens in colleges down south and you're just like attending a party yes i do i'm not making excuses people for people should be more picky with the parties they attend a hundred percent and she knows that yeah and like everyone knows that i don't disagree with you but i think throwing out the word racist is like extreme and i'm really i really feel some type of way about that because yeah, i feel extra. because i feel like when people use that word now you're really like focusing on something that's not racist and you're let's really talk about the racist shit out there in the yeah, world it's like, like this demeaning isn't it. it's the demeaning word. the word yeah and it's um, like the, the importance of the word and when like yeah. it should be used yeah like, so he did put out a statement too about it and um it was like a long oh, wow. statement i'm not gonna read all of it but he did end up saying like it's devastating and heartbreaking to learn about 
incredibly disappointing photos of Rachel. Um, yeah, and that's basically what that's he said. That's a little dramatic, but okay. Well, you know, they make her put, him put out a yeah, statement. Yeah, this is why I don't like this show. It's, it's like, not the show. It's, it would have been any show. It's like in the climate that we're in, he's the first black bachelor. Like something so like this comes out. Like they, so it's, the, it's PR, girl. It's PR from every So wait, the controversy angle. is like... That she attended... Photos came out that she attended but, this party. Oh, so I thought it was about like for him to be with her. It's just like spotlighting like on her. Yes, yes. And oh, then, I it, thought it was like for them to be together. No. It's just like... But you know, that's in the back of people's minds. Oh, it's like, okay. oh, you attended this party that's like old an old oh South party. God. Like you must be you must have this mindset. How could you mm-hmm. have this mindset? And you're on uh the bachelor you're on the bachelor in this love show with the first has a lot bachelor. of controversy. It is. It's actually this year's like really crazy. But anyway, so that's happening. I'm excited to see what happens with the fantasy suites. Like we're on the top three. We're almost What's like a fantasy suite. So I guess like when you get down to the top three, so when you get down to the top four, it's hometown. So you meet the girl's parents. Oh. When you get down to the top three, it's fantasy suites, meaning like you spend the night with this person. Oh. Like you, you if you want to have sex, you have sex. If you don't, you don't. Like it's up to you. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's like the theme of it. And then, yeah. And then I think also this is when he they meet his his mom, I think. Okay. Um, so we're getting down to it. I'm excited. <clears throat> um, okay. The next thing I want to talk about is Framing Britney because I watched it. You watched it. Spoiler, like if you haven't seen it. I recommend it. Um, a lot of us kind of know what's been going on with this like free Britney movement, but this really just like highlighted all of the things that we did. Like we needed to know specifically if you didn't know about the conservatorship, like, I don't know. I, I actually really liked it. That was well done. We learned mm-hmm. like a little bit about her. Cause when, when she came out, we were young. We didn't really realize, we didn't really realize what was going on. And, and I'm going to yeah. talk about that. Um, so here we go. First thing I noticed is the similarities between her and Jessica Simpson's upbringing. So I read Jessica Simpson's book and I thought mm. it was so interesting. Um, they both had like parents who were struggling with like finances. They're both from small towns. They both were participating in the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, their parents really like tried to sacrifice, you know, their career and their work to like make their career happen. Like traveling to these big cities, like getting them these auditions. So I thought that was interesting. Jessica Simpson said in her book that Britney Spears had one of the best voices she had ever heard and because she was at the auditions and she thought that it was so interesting that when she finally like when she got famous that her voice was so different it was so poppy and like they dumbed down her voice Mm -hmm. to make her just like be appealing and like do this like uh, like this like sexy weird little girl slash grown woman like baby baby voice at the beginning of the documentary like when they were showing her singing you can hear her voice i was like oh my god and that reminded me from the book yeah Yeah. from the book she said that i was like really britney's voice i'm like what and so when i saw it i'm like that's crazy um and i think another thing i realized like when you're younger you don't like I don't know. A lot has changed. Maybe it's the times. Maybe we're younger. I'm not. A, I'm not sure. But the way that they speak about again, like we just talked about, Chloe, uh, like female sexuality, right? Um, the way they were talking about her dance moves, and they were like not even that crazy. Like they were just talking about her dance moves, the way she was moving her body, like she was so sexual. I'm like, these boy bands are grabbing their dicks in their music videos, like swinging them, grabbing them. Nobody's talking about that. At that, that. time, at you that mean? time, mm-hmm. at the same time. No, I mean that was one. That was the main thing for me in the whole documentary. Like in interviews, the in questions interviews, they would ask her, the audacity of like, "Oh, have you lost your virginity?" Like so disgusting. Like imagine someone would ask like a female artist that today. Obviously, like post like me too movement yeah. and even before that that would not be yeah okay. it would have been like excuse me like yeah, that's that my would, business but yeah. back then it was but just kind of like they really like it's actually crazy they did her wrong in so many like in so many ways yeah and even like obviously the the other comparison was when they were um justin timberlake was on air and they were like oh did you smash her or whatever and it's he just laughed like, and like that yeah. whole thing and like, it's like i blame him but i also blame like the radio host like why I, again at that time i don't know why these questions were being asked like this like, like how she was blamed for the whole breakup like she had the scarlet yeah, letter like just like women just like yeah. women are like like you hurt this man like women are as the downfall from it like all of the things that yeah. you hear about like this is what they tried to make her out to be and whether it was true or not like i like justin timberlake i actually do yeah. i like him as an artist as a person and but he was so guilty and i think he was he also young he did now, he was yeah. also young but maybe he had a team behind him maybe I mean, he, he just didn't give a some, fuck in some issues right now with his wife yeah recently yeah so like with him it's just like i don't know like i'm glad he came out with a statement but it's like so late like it's just so late in the game like we've been talking about how he was problematic we've been talking about the super bowl ordeal with janet jackson he never commented on yeah. any of it and it's just like he's so a late. little like yeah he's a little problematic to me like i like him but like there's something about him as a person that like 
rubs me the wrong way or I don't feel like... I don't know him as a person. I don't know if it's his team. I don't know what is going on. I just wish that this would have happened earlier. But you know what? At least he finally said something. Yeah, like, no, he should have like 100% yeah. said something. Um, the other thing I want to talk about in this documentary was the paparazzi. So like, okay, we know the paparazzi's bad, but holy crap like these people were she was like the height of when paparazzi got bad yeah well her, her and paris hilton yeah, yeah that was the height of it and i think what's interesting is one paparazzi did say something that i actually agreed with he was the like main guy. they love you they love you when they need you and when they no longer need you you're a problem and i think that's true to an extent yeah. because when you're starting out they all need you like you are really like making their career to a certain extent like you're selling their photos you're getting pictures of them you're following them around and i get that but what he's like failing to realize is there's like levels to the shit. When somebody is just not in the space to be photographed, when they're asking you time and time again, please like, sir, move, well, move yourself. I think a good point that that main, the main um, paparazzi said mm -hmm. was that like she liked them to a certain like degree and not in a way like I'm not saying like she, I'm not even saying about the attention or the pictures, but like you can tell she's like a personable, friendly yeah. person and she would like talk to them and all this kind of stuff. And she really didn't like ask them to stop or push them away too much until like the very, very end. But like, in my opinion, she had been like so far gone in her like mental state was yeah. just like, so she didn't even have the like energy in my opinion for like the articulation to tell them that. So it was, it wasn't, I don't think it was like, she didn't like them and like she was used to it she was kind of able to handle it but like when her mental state got to a certain yeah. point she was not able to really like communicate that and then it was like more than just the paparazzi yeah, but that then she she's was smashing their cars yeah and shit. because so that's like, but that to me was like a lash out like not even only about the yes. paparazzi that was like an overall but it's like read the room sir like yeah, i think like to a certain extent like this person is just like they're not there like they're saying like yeah please like go away that's where they're like and, at fault for yeah sure. and they there's no boundaries yeah. and like you hear about paparazzi and there's getting, no like, human human Humanity. No, like if no you humanity see at this, all. and you know that she was at her yeah. ex-husband's house, she can't see her children. It's like, come on, no, and you're people, following her and her friend behind the house and in it's the so gas crazy station. To me. It's like this is too much. Like yeah. there should be laws against this. That's like, what I'm saying. They, they, yeah. it's so disrespectful. How you hear people like punching a paparazzi, assaulting a paparazzi, grabbing their camera. You hear this all the time, and people are like, oh, how dare this celebrity? What do you mean? Like, to, at some point, like. People like they really like cross the line, and it, yeah. if it, somebody lashes out on you that way, because I mean, if you have to think about it too, like this is like if this. Imagine they weren't a paparazzi, and this is like now like a which a they stranger, are yeah. a straight up yeah. stranger. You have let's say your kids, or it's yeah. you and your your wife or your woman, whatever the situation, yeah. and like they're approaching you and like too close getting in your space not respecting you it's like yeah like if this was any other person someone would step up and be like this is like I'm it's gonna really unbearable though yeah like, no i couldn't imagine i've been like i've been out with like people who are you know i don't know able to get paparazzi or they're like that level of famous and you get out of the car and the flashing lights are blinding yeah. They're blinding. You cannot see what's happening in front of you. you it's really unsafe. It's unsafe. Yeah. You can't see when what's I happening see, in front like, of you. You can't see yeah. where like your people are. You um they're so close to you. They have no like personal space. They don't care. And it's but like I, this is my experience like a couple times one time whatever. Imagine a someone's constant experience like this. Yeah, I when I've seen like the shots, I mean any celebrity but like the and they're only saying one. shit to you. Oh, and they're yeah. saying whatever the fuck they want. Hey, yeah. Dr. Dre, your wife said that you were beating her. Da, da, da. Like, bro, like, it, it, there's no nothing. There's yeah. yeah. The one, like, um, celebrity that I can, I've seen, obviously, a lot of, like, footage of her and paparazzi is, like, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And it's, like, the swarming. Like, it's, it's so unsafe. Like, like cla being claustrophobic or, like, mm -hmm. breathing or, like, someone, like, stealing something from you or, like, they touching you. They grab her. You. They yeah, touch grab you. her. Like, yeah. that, like... That kind of stuff, it's like, I remember, because there was a big time, too, when Kim Kardashian was, like, really pushing, like, she's like, there should be laws against yeah. this and, like, all this kind of stuff. But, like, for them to touch you and all that kind of stuff, like, that's crazy. And I, I get couldn't it. Like, imagine. they're not trying to hurt you. That can be, like, sorry, that can be, like, a stampede. Like, I'm serious. 100%. One person falls. And she's yes. short, too. Like, yeah. you go to the ground and there's, like, however many people around you, like this like some people will start stepping over you like this is yeah. it's not okay it's not okay no 
So yeah, that was part. And then the last part obviously is the um, conservatorship, which I thought was like crazy. I'm fascinated by this because it's not like, she's not a typical candidate for a conservatorship, yeah. which I think is crazy. Um, and I'm surprised that they allowed him to be the conservator because he wasn't in her life like that. Mm -hmm. And also she specifically asked like anybody but him. She's like, fine, like you want me to have somebody it can't be him. And they completely disregarded what she wanted. The judge didn't even allow her to hire her own lawyer. Like, yeah. the, I, there's something so no, weird. it's so shady. The so entire weird. case it's, is so shady. It's so shady and so weird. Um, And then he was appointed her conservator of both her estate and her person, which, like, if you don't know, I'll, I'll break it down. The conservator of the estate, which means, like, she can't manage financial affairs or she's susceptible to fraud. So she needs somebody to manage that. And then the conservator of the person, meaning he makes decisions on all her personal matters so her food her clothing who she sees where she goes um where she lives who can visit her like all of that stuff he basically controls her entire her decision -making, life like yeah. yeah like and it's uh what deals she can make like where she can perform if she can record an album her endorsements everything every part of her life and what i'm not understanding is and like they talked about this in the documentary too is if a person is like this unwell and they can't make decisions both in like their with their career both with their personal life how are they still able to be working this much? She is working like so hard. She's constantly like performing. She has a residency. She has endorsement deals. How is she so busy, but she's like so unstable? So Do you get what I'm I saying? Was, my brother watched it too. And what he was saying, which is kind of true, is like she does still show like I'm, there's probably some type of like I, I, I agree with you, but like there's probably some type of test that they also do, which could be rigged or whatever, but like of her mental state. But like, let's say you're just focusing on the example of her being susceptible to fraud. Yeah, they can use that whole Sam Lufty thing mm -hmm. as like the main and yeah. who, like imagine we were in the courtroom. That's probably what like an example they're honing on a lot yeah. or they bring up because like it kind of did look like he was like doing like some some sort of fraud yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. or like using her for money and all this kind of stuff and obviously that was like a while ago but like they're probably picking one thing that they can like pinpoint and hone in on yeah. of like why she needs a conservatorship again okay if you want to do that even though like people disagree and like that's the law quote unquote then like she remember she wanted to have a bank be in charge of yes. her estate and like they at first they denied it and it's like this is where i'm like this is now, where it's fishy like yeah, why this is where like that's not fair that's not right no. and like that's like fault in the law in yeah. my or in the judge or whatever the case may the be because it's like yeah. yeah like that's crazy i think recently um they just granted like co-conservatorship yes. with this bank that she's been asking for but now she's kind of like oh i don't want to work anymore if my dad is still going to be the conservator and so like they should have him step down and like yeah. her and i've my main question this whole thing was like where is her mom she's like, trying to be the yeah, conservator of her, her mom the person is, yeah. yeah where's her mom i don't yeah. know well what i'm trying to say is like i understand how like she could be whatever but what i'm saying is no one out here is really looking yeah. out for her well-being because if you're trying to tell me that not only financially can she not make decisions but like emotionally like mentally she cannot make decisions because she's so unstable how are you going to have this unstable person work this much she's like you're a fucking cash cow like all these people are care about is money and like uh, they, no one gives a fuck about her well-being yeah for sure i completely agree with that because her dad gets like what some percentage some of crazy percentage, percentage of i don't every know every deal that she makes yeah Mil like it's he like, can make like $2 he's like forcing himself to be her manager yeah it's really sad no one asked for this yeah and like um it's it's really sad because it's like he really like pushed himself in that role and in that like way and yeah, yeah he makes money off of it it's honestly i don't know how her dad doing it is not a conflict of interest especially well, because it's usually a family member yeah exactly i i get that but yeah. especially because of the history that he was not involved there, that's what like, that should be off. heavily taken into account well he was the first person that walked in there and recommended it yeah like, when she had her he's first smart yeah he knows he was gonna he's get money he knows yeah. he would he knew it was a long-term thing mm -hmm. that he would be locked in for the percentage of her money the entire time and yep. if you're at I don't know if Hulu did this or the producers but like they kind of like foreshadowed that at the beginning when when they were talking about like his her dad was always talking about the money it was always about mm -hmm. the money for him and like his family and all this kind of stuff like he had always been about the money yeah so like he found his in and he was like oh she's yeah he found his cow yeah that's disgusting. It's disgusting. Okay, let's get into talk worthy. Safari and Erica Mena are, you know, wilding out on social media yet again. Um, Safari tweeted, 
I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Getting married was one of my biggest mistakes and it will never happen again. I'm walking away before I end up in jail over some dumb shit. Nobody's worth my freedom. Okay. Then Erica responded, since you always run to social media like a little girl, I might as well join in. I absolutely agree with you on this. You are the most selfish, vain, and inconsiderate person, and not just with me, but with your daughter. Um, so this isn't the first time. I remember like two years ago, he was tweeting about their relationship publicly, like trying to get back with her because he had cheated on her. Um, like they're always in the, in the news. And according to this blog called Madame Noir... Most recently, last month, Safari had the couple in the news again in an episode of Love and Hip Hop Unlocked. It was revealed that the rapper told Erica she had gotten too big while she was carrying their daughter. Additionally, the couple discussed Safari saying he didn't plan on having any more kids with her unless their pregnancy was carried via surrogate. Okay, either they're doing this for PR because like a new season of like Love and Hip Hop is coming out or they're really like unstable like this. And honestly, like I, I, I hate this for them. Like why does it have to get to this point? Um, why do people have to be so like hurtful publicly? It's immature. Don't like really people need to keep their shit in their house because what ends up happening is you get back together and the both of you look stupid. I have, like, no words. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, how old are they? They're grown. I mean, he had, like, a 10-year relationship with Nicki Minaj. Like, he's a grown-ass yeah, man at Nicki this Minaj point. Nicki Minaj is probably like, that's your problem, girl, now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I always say that. I always say that. When a, when a relationship ends bad and, like, you're just kind of, like, you're sad about it or whatever, what do you always say? You have to walk away and say, that's the next bitch's problem. And that's how you have to process oh every God. fucked up situation. It's like... You gotta, you gotta just throw your hands in the air, do like a Kanye shrug, and be like, "That's just the next bitch's problem." Like, that's probably what Nikki's thinking. So, and I really oh, you didn't talk about this. You huh. probably forgot. Me and Milana went on a hike with one of her friends today. Yes, we did. Um, it was yeah, it was really nice, and we were talking about basically like collective healing for both like men and women. And <laughs> they I they need swear, this. Like they need this. They need like yeah, a couple like therapy. He for sure needs it. Like she needs it. Like it's crazy because you really this just wouldn't be my first thing to do. If I'm fighting with my significant other to go on fucking yeah, but that's media. like a different level of maturity. And when yeah. people are broken, like yeah. this is like how they operate, and you really end up choosing somebody who's just like you, and is kind of sometimes mm. majority of the time broken in the same way as you. So you guys like do things the same way, or like have you know like going at each other over like the same things or similar things mm-hmm. because it the, there's no like communication and comprehension between them. Right. So like they go and especially they're celebrities, quote unquote, in the limelight and on this show. So like it's even more like heightened, more than just like a regular celebrity. Like you don't see Kim Kardashian like putting out her fights and stuff. She's almost like... These are like the C-listers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was going to say like this is like B-list celebrity, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Like it's kind of the nature that's like the career path they chose and then they're probably like that. Like there's a lot of people that I know that that were like asked to be on like... Um, love and hip hop and all this kind of stuff and they turned it down because it's like you have to choose it's like this what you want because like you have to know what it is like this whole like being on that type of show like yeah they sometimes egg on like feuds and beefs and create problems for like ratings and shit and it's like okay. yeah I had a couple of calls for a show like this yeah it's just like and I was like is it worth no, it it's not worth it yeah it's not worth it your name is forever like associated with this behavior yeah it's just not worth it and it's like yeah, I mean, he's probably, like, the bigger problem, but it's, like, her also going to social Engaging. media. As, yeah, yeah, like, it's she's just, just it's, doing yeah. the same thing. I don't know Night the situation, the like... Yeah, that's true. ...personally, but it's, like... It's, yeah, it's hard. That's, That's true. That's really unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is El Chapo's wife was arrested for drug trafficking. So um, what I really need is a movie about her. What I really need are movies and documentaries about all the wives. I am fascinated yeah. by the wives of these drug lords. Like Pablo Escobar's wife. Like you, no one knows yeah. like where she is, what she's doing. She might be somewhere in Argentina now. Like I'm fascinated. Like for so many questions. Like why did you end up with this man? Like, how did you end up with this man? Like, how do you sleep at night? Like, I would be terrified sleeping every night thinking there's a possibility I might get arrested or murdered. Like, yeah, watching children. Narcos was crazy. I it actually was, never finished that, like, show. I can't believe that show's so good. I can't believe you didn't finish. Yeah. But I'm fascinated with her. Like, how do you stay in this marriage? All these men are, like, 
uh, honestly, like they're all fucking cheaters. Like they're all doing like dirtbag shit. They all money does talk. Money fucking yells. Yeah, ready be yelling. They're like, like cause this woman was like, she was born in the U.S. I think that she moved to Mexico, oh, but wow. she was like, um, like a teenage like um beauty queen. Like she was like in a pageant mm-hmm. or something. They got married when she was eighteen, and he was. I was 50. gonna say a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. I was gonna say a lot of these women like they knew these men are like got married at a very young yeah. age and like kind of like I'm not trying to stereotype but that type of like beautiful and like yeah. want to be like taken care of or n- not even not work but like is they, it worth your peace I mean it's no. also I think there's you have to I I mean I'm with you I want to learn about these women but on like even a psychological level like they probably enjoy the adrenaline and the thrill to like a certain degree because like even yeah. when I don't know how like accurate it was but even watching like narcos like the wife was like mad and like getting in fights with him sometimes or whatever but like a part of her like it was like a rush and like thrilling and it's like this lifestyle of like continuously like running and like change and all this I don't want stuff. it one bit yeah I don't actually I'm gonna talk about this and dropping gems I'm just, like eventually because I was thinking about this like I talked to a guy who like lived slightly sketchy life and I was like I would be I would like sit there and I would think to myself like I'm scared to fall asleep and someone like breaks in here and some shit happens. Like I'm scared for my life. And like that is not a peace of mind. Yeah. And I'm going to, I want to talk about that. But anyway, so yeah, so she's like, she got arrested um, and she's accused of helping her husband run his multi-billion dollar cartel. Like, is he na- in jail or is he dead? In jail for life. He got life in prison plus 30. Oh, Do I Do you didn't. remember? Um, Pecos was like, how can you give life in jail plus 30? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was him. It was just, it's just a solidifying, like, you're in jail forever. Uh, yeah, but, like, we got it. Like, they're so extra. Like, we well, got it. Well, because it's based on each charge. Yeah. And so they, like, they sentence yeah. per each charge. So if he had multiple charges, then it's, like, one charge was life. Like, the sentence yeah. was life for one charge. And then the other one, it was 30 years. So it's, like. It's, like, we got it, bro. We're nev- I'm never going <laughs> yeah, out. Never Even be- though he got out twice. <laughs> he sure did. Um, okay. The last thing I'm going to talk about in Talkworthy I mean, is. she kept the family business going. She did it. I don't think she did though. I think they're just like uh, oh arresting I, her because they're for like shits and giggles. Just yeah, to piss I think them they're off. Like, yeah, or or they're just kind of like we want to know what mm-hmm. like what your involvement was. We want to get everybody. It doesn't mean she was like doing anything. Like she. Well, I'm, I'm saying sure if they arrested her for drug, like they're probably it's a like conspiracy. Like you know, like you were so close to him, you know, you knew what was going on. Like, I mean, yeah, that's obviously. I just can't imagine, like, they don't let these women, like, their wives do shit. Like, I can't imagine that El Chapo was like, hey, baby, like, help me figure out how to get meth from, like, here to this country to this country. I definitely think the wives are, like, helpful and, like, have all these ideas and, like, the strategy behind the scenes. Not these, like, masculine, like, these, the way these men are. Like, Pablo Escobar's wife was not involved in any of that shit. She knew. Like, clearly, like, you know Mm -hmm. and you see things. Like, you know you see. You don't turn them in. But... You're not like slinging the coke. Like it's the involvement is not. No, what, I'm like, talking on an intellectual level. Like maybe, but I just don't feel like I don't know. I I, I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know either. It's not know. like I know. I don't know anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't think um, so. I just I have to say I don't think so. Especially well, I because think she's they're so getting young. her for that because like they can just get her for association. Like they can yeah. charge her for that being like you're an accomplice. Mm-hmm. Like what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So like yeah, maybe they did just get her and they're like you're an accomplice. You're yeah. his wife. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't she have a, a like? Um, spousal privilege? Yes, you do. But um, hmm. she doesn't have to talk if he's in court and he's on trial. Like, if he's on trial, they cannot make her, because she's his wife, they cannot make her testify. But if you are... Mm-hmm. If you are the one that's out accused, like there's no, they they have no reason to not arrest her or to charge mm-hmm. her. Like it doesn't matter. They can still charge her. But that, like, what you're, ta- mm. what you're talking about, they is- probably have some evidence. Like they don't just charge people with that and take them in. Like they have probably have some evidence I'm that sure. they can like sti- make stick for her. They have to. to yeah, they're not going to just be like, hy- like hypothetically speaking, you spent every night with yeah, them, so, so we're you assuming know what yeah. happened. <laughs> like you know, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, so um, the last thing I want to talk about is the super follow button on Twitter. Um, who the fuck asked? for this what okay so according to the bbc twitter has announced plans for a new super follow feature which will enable account holders to charge for exclusive additional content this could take the form of extra tweets joining a community group or receiving a newsletter the firm said twitter unveiled its plan as a virtual at a virtual event held for investors it's the first time in a while that the platform has announced significant changes to the way in which people can use it it is also said It also said it was testing a live audio discussion service, which has proved popular on a new rival, the audio-only social network Clubhouse. 
Why don't we start with with why folks don't believe in us, said Twitter founder Jack Dorsey. It comes down to three critiques. We're slow, we're not innovative, and we're not trusted. Okay. First of all, again, who asked for this? Just like how I didn't need Twitter stories, I don't fucking need the super follow button. Um, Second, like I barely want to see people's tweets for free 99. <laughs> now you want me to fucking pay for them? So they're doing the third. The s- <laughs> Hold on, let me finish because I'm going to write about this. Um, I actually like that Twitter is slow and not innovative because I don't look at it that way. I don't need anything else from you but this fucking like text thread. It's serving its purpose the way it's supposed to and I just think they need fucking le- let Twitter be Twitter. I don't need anything else from you. I don't need your stories. I have Instagram. I don't need your live audio. I have Clubhouse. I don't need to pay for content because most of these people are like reporters or whatever. Like all of these like people that are like whatever. I can get my news. What do I what do I go to on Twitter for, Lena? To get my news. That's legitimately. You feel this way about social media in general. No, I like, don't. I don't go on Instagram to get my news. I just see no, news there. No, no, no. I'm there. saying like you don't like their changes and their updates. Like it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. I think that like Twitter is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't believe that Twitter is broke. Yeah, but people are going to come back and say, and if you're like in the tech space, like you need to be advanced and innovative like Snapchat. But this is, or they mi- you're they're gonna, missing it. This is not it. Like, yeah, they're going to fall off if you don't keep up with the trends. But they the have times. not fallen off. They, they they came out in 2006. Yeah, they haven't fallen off. I think that's their fear. And you're always trying to be. But like, it's been be, 15 years with, without yeah. like whatever. You're, I, you think you're, I think you're fucking it up is what you're doing. Like, I actually don't think they're. I don't know. They're going to ruin the app. I think that the only like people had minor complaints about the app and the minor complaints are like, can you get us an edit button? And like, can you like remove Donald Trump? And so like they did one of the two and like, <laughs> like we don't, we don't, there are. And like, they gave us 240 characters. Yes. Like yeah. they've, they've evolved. See, yeah. they have, a you know, the, uh, it was real. The evolution was real, but like we don't need any more. And um, here's another quote. Twitter's chief design officer, I think his name is Dantley. Wow, what a name. Dantley Davis described it as an audience-funded model where subscribers can directly fund the content they value most is a durable incentive model that aligns the interests of creators and consumers. So, okay, if I were to play, like, devil's advocate, I would say that I think about people with, like, viral tweets, okay? And I think about people who come up with this, like, funny, funny, like, content and what what ends up happening with their tweets and and their thoughts is people will take that and make it into a meme and put it on Instagram. So, like, people are stealing content from Twitter users who go viral, right? So if I'm playing devil's advocate, I think that it would have made more sense to pay those people for their like viral, good quality content, for Twitter to pay those people. How they're going to get the funding, I don't know. Not for other users to pay to see those people's content. Yeah, I I understand and I get what you're saying. I'm. It's too late in the game, like OnlyFans. I am paying because I'm coming yeah, here and from the what beginning. what they're responding to. They're responding Patreon. But, to... But, but this is not how you started this company and now yeah. it's just too late in the I'm game. I'm just telling, like, that's how the tech space works. Yeah, like, this is this is happening over and over again. It's like Instagram copied Snapchat stories. Like, everybody yeah. takes everybody's different ideas and it's, like, interesting because of, like, the intellectual property in the tech space mm-hmm. is, like, a totally different ballgame mm-hmm. because they are basically doing this exclusive content and they're copying the concept of OnlyFans. It's, like, paying for exclusive content. Yeah. And then they did Twitter Spaces, which is a copy of Clubhouse. So, yeah. like, they don't want... And, it, I mean, you've said this before. They want to you to spend all the time on their um, yeah. app. So, they're like, oh, this is a phenomenon. Let's bring it to our app so people don't have to leave our app to get these types of experiences. And I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't know if it'll like work or not. I, I think, think Twitter so. Spaces is like a, like the copy of Clubhouse will be a little bit more successful because I do too. because people love to have conversations on Twitter and like a lot of like important conversations yeah. happen on Twitter and it's just a quick way to get like bite-sized information and mm-hmm. like news like you said. So like to have these conversations and there's a lot of like big people in different spaces and industries who are really big on Twitter, but they're not big anywhere, anywhere else. else. Like, so I, it's no, hard to grow a following on Clubhouse yeah, I'm talking and like about like following yeah. in specific. So Twitter spaces, I think is like cool. I mean, like they copied Clubhouse, which is sad. 
at this point, it's like just but like also we if we're not gonna pay for Clubhouse, why are we gonna pay for Twitter Spaces? I mean, but I'm not saying that they will. Yeah, but, I, but like, I think they, they might. Are, I think they might. Well, actually, charge. I got a notification for Clubhouse that was like, you have been like your free like trial for the premium plan has expired. Like mm. you have now been like demoted to the basic plan, and mm. I don't know specifically like what features what are means. like yeah. taken away. But like, yeah, I I think you already they're having you like pay for a certain type of like plan mm-hmm. to get access to certain things. I mean, like. The soup, like, I don't know, like, for Twitter, like, okay, the super follow button, like, Twitter is mainly words. Like, it's, like... It's thoughts. Yeah, so, like, maybe I would, like, if I'm going to pay for that, that would be on Instagram, like, for visual content, in my opinion. Like, I'm not going to pay to see somebody's tweets. Like, when you say content, like, you're really, like, yes, you can post pictures on Twitter, but really, no, it's, no like... No, no one's paying for that. Yeah, yeah it's like, really, it's for, yeah. for, for like... Words. And so I don't like, I'm see celebrities. Extra... Celebrities aren't going to charge for this because it's like a stupid thing for them to do. Know. They don't need this money. Like they're making, they're thinking about making loads of money. Like celebrities aren't going to do this. It's going to be like your, I don't know, like you're just like C level celebrities, or even or just, just like like, I... like reporters. Yeah, or like I was those say, kinds of or people. Like people who are big in certain like fields and like spaces, and they want to get paid for like whatever they're doing. I just can't imagine. No, I just people don't know if people are going to pay to follow them it's crazy i don't i don't know anyway whatever we'll that see what one happens. is like it's weird yeah. it's a weird thing so yeah that's all we I have not here super yeah follow and i button. hate the name super follow like loser yeah like, that what is what a fucking loser. loser thing to call it and like let only fans be only fans with their racy content so on my twitter account if i go down my timeline there's like Oh, yeah. There's some porn on there. Okay? Yeah. Like, like, there's a lot of porn being retweeted. I'll put, like, two or three guys that I follow. Like, I constantly see porn on my Twitter, and I'm just like, yo, like, y'all are gross, right? So I'm thinking about I mean, the, the Trey songs, like, mini, like, head sex tape. That's Trey songs. I'm talking about, like, some girl. I know, and, but like, I'm saying that is mostly circuit was mostly oh, circulated on Twitter. on Twitter. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So what I'm, so what I'm thinking to myself is, like, Actually, like people from OnlyFans or like some sort of form of porn, they can get away with the super follow for people like the guys that I follow who retweet it. You know what I mean? Like, but paying for someone's like, I can't believe that they're having this happen at the Capitol on January 6th. It's like, me too, bitch. Like, I've had the same dot, but mine's free and yours is not. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) What are we talking about here? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, no, no one's paying for that yeah. shit. Like, who is paying for that? I don't know. I don't know. So, stupid. Try yeah. again. <laughs> Fuck, just leave the app alone. No, but you're right. They have been staying strong for a really long time. Just leave it alone, bro. Like They're probably the most grounded, like, That's like, what I'm saying. Foundational app. And I, I mean, mean, the owners, I mean, the creator or whatever, he's talking about, yeah, people critique us because we're slow, we're not innovative. That's fine. Like, sometimes... It's okay. Like he has it's an okay. Insecurity. It's okay. To- Just change up your layout every yeah. once in a while. Even though I hate that shit too. Change it up a little bit. You know how you know how they change their like algorithm where it's like not like um not their algorithm where like the um, they the changed interface. a long time. They no, they changed this a long time ago where like the-, the tweets are not like in chronological order of people you follow oh, anymore. Yeah. They like put top tweets yeah. and it's like all over the place. I hated that. I also. hate that too. I hated that. For people who have OCD, that's horrible. It's horrible people, for like, us. Yeah, I don't have, have OCD in that way, but it does annoy no, the I, shit I out like of me. I like to see things in chronological order. Yes, I order. need to see what's happening. And I really... Like, that's why I hate it. I started hating Instagram. Yeah, like I really hope and pray like, I don't know, Instagram gets their like mind right and like goes back to like literally like if you're listening to your users and you're making updates based on listen. what your users like your users are asking for years yeah. to go back to the old algorithm yeah. like this shit that they have like me and Milana were talking about it like one day we'll have like 200 plus like for me I have like a smaller following like um views on my story and then another day I'll have like 60 and it's like it literally doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense and like there's no I notice the more spiritual content I post the less views I have yeah like the less views I have on my stories and (laughs) shit it's really sad so rude and that's like really rude because like God's watching you Instagram Mark Zuckerberg yeah yeah Anyway, whatever. Let's move on. Um, so in honor of Women's History Month, for this week's Dropping Gems segment, I wanted to talk about why we hate confident women. Um, and the topic was inspired from, you know, a couple of months ago. I actually have been wanting to talk about this when I read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And this is a portion of the book, and this is what inspired it, okay? It's like a little long, but you guys really listen because I think it's very important. I I honestly just opened my eyes to a lot because I never process it this way. She wrote, 
I've been conditioned to mistrust and dislike strong, confident, happy girls and women. We all have. Studies prove that the more powerful, successful, and happy a man becomes, the more people trust and like him. But the more powerful and happy a woman becomes, the less people like and trust her. So we proclaim, women are, are entitled to take their rightful place. Then, when a woman does take her rightful place, our first reaction is, she's so entitled. We become people who say... Of confident women. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's it's just something about her. I just don't like her. I can't put my finger on why. Then she goes on to say, I can put my finger on why. It's because our training is kicking in through our subconscious. Strong, happy, confident girls and women are breaking our culture's implicit rule that girls should be self-doubting, reserved, timid, apologetic. Girls who are bold enough to break those rules irk us. Their brazen defiance and refusal to follow directions make us want to put them back into their cage. Girls and women sense this. We want to be liked. We want to be trusted. So we downplay our strengths to avoid threatening anyone and evoking disdain. We do not mention our accomplishments. We do not accept compliments. We temper, qualify, and discount our opinions. We talk without swagger and we yield incessantly. We step out of the way. We say, I feel like instead of I know. We ask if our ideas make sense instead of assuming they do. We apologize for everything conversations among brilliant women often devolve into com competitions for who wins the trophy for being the hottest mess that's a fucking fact okay um we want to be respected but we want to be loved and accepted even more so when i read this i was like duh like that's all that i can think of like that's the first word that came to my mind is like duh like and then i started thinking about all the times in my life where i've experienced this um these thoughts okay so I always felt like I've had like a larger than life personality, especially when I was younger. Like it's changed a little bit as I got older, but when I was younger, I've always been confident. Like I've always had like a powerful energy about me. I've always just like been a, the loud person in the room. I've always been this way. Um, and when I was younger, I felt free. Like I felt like I was okay to do this. Like I felt free to be this way. As I get older and we attach labels to people it doesn't feel as freeing anymore. Um, and I've experienced this amongst different groups. Like, for example, a group of women. Every I've been the captain of every dance team and every cheer team that I have ever been a part of. And a lot of those conversations ended up, you know, with me being, like, bossy. Like, my experiences have ended up with me being called bossy in some way by my peers. And I'm just simply trying to lead. Um, and I remember reading this a long time ago. It said that when a little boy asserts himself, he's called a leader. Yet when a little girl does the same, she risks being branded bossy. I've been called branded. I've been branded bossy okay I also recall times when I was with a group of girlfriends um we were doing like a, an activity or we were traveling um and I would again be called bossy but I'm just trying to like take initiative because nobody else does like no one fucking plans anything nobody wants to do anything so I always take initiative and somehow as I'm leading the fucking pack somewhere that I call bossy in some way right um then within my own culture so I'm Armenian and I think in the Armenian culture I very much like feel women need to take like a seat, like a back seat to what's going on, like it, with, with like group conversations, especially when men are around. Um, and if you don't, like if you're opinionated like me or outspoken, you end up being called like pushy, maybe bitchy, maybe a little aggressive. Um, and then this was my favorite. This actually happened like a couple of years ago. I've had a guy friend tell me that his girlfriend said of me to him, I just don't like Milana. I don't know why. Literally, what this, what she said in her book. I don't like Milana. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. There's something about her I don't like. Mind you, she barely knows me. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think that like, my confidence, like my uns, like my outspoken energy, and like, I I'm not saying this because it's myself. Like it's just like this is gonna come off as cocky. But I think I have like a very like dominating presence, and it throws people off, and. I understand that because I have been guilty of it too. I have experienced women with this kind of presence and like they walk in the room and I'm just like, there's something about them. I'm just looking at them like I'm side-eyeing them. Like what's what's really bothering me about them, right? But I, because I have experienced these things, I stop and I process like, why am I having these thoughts about another woman? And I think that where people go wrong is people don't stop in the moment and process and ask themselves, why am I thinking about this person in this way, especially when it's somebody you don't really know. Um, so as I get older, all of these experiences, like they really just like, they made me aware of like my behavior. And I think it's awful. Like I try to like moderate my opinions sometimes when I'm in certain group situations. Um, and I wanna urge people that the next time you have these kinds of thoughts, you stop and think to yourself, 
why am I having these thoughts? Because if you really pause, I think you'll realize that either there's something in this person that you see in yourself that you that you don't like or you want to be more like them. And if that's the case, you have to figure out like, why can't you be that way? What is it about them that you don't like? And what is it about yourself that you can change to be more that way? Be more confident, be more powerful, be more outspoken, be more assertive. What? Why can't you have those qualities? Because I do believe that everybody can. Um, and I think that when we see those qualities in somebody, we need to embrace it, especially in women, because it's fucking hard enough out here. Like we're talking about misogyny, we're talking about double standards, we're talking about how women are called these things, but we never describe a man as bossy. Like it doesn't even exist when we describe men we're like talking about like traits of a man we don't say that word so it's like I think we need to we stop ourselves in in the tracks and just think like why am I having these thoughts right now and why if why can't I be more like this I think we all should be walking into a room and controlling the room with our confidence or our energy I think that we all should have that about ourselves um and I think we also think a lot of there's a stereotype of women who are really confident are like very good looking or you know maybe it's like their status or maybe it's like the way they're dre- they dress or whatever it is I don't really think those things about me I don't think my confidence comes from my looks I don't I don't I never think I'm the prettiest girl in the room I don't think it comes from my status or like the way I dress or anything like that maybe the way I carry myself like yes I think that's some form of my confidence but really my confidence comes from like my relationship with God I know that no matter what or who is in a room or in a situation that like I'm protected I feel God's presence in my life that makes me feel really good like I'm at peace and that peace is where my confidence comes from um so yeah that's like the the best way that I can uh explain my experiences with this quote and I think that this month like we're celebrating women's history month like let's really be cautious of the way that we speak about women the way that we judge women um and I think that if we embrace women we can that are not like us or you know we can become more like that so Yeah, I think that was like really well said. I think a lot of women can like relate to that like passage that the author wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I can because we're always in competition with each other too. So that's I think think, that's another form of it. More so, like I I felt that way too. I don't think people. I can't. I think it's more like. I mean, it's been like both men and women, but like I've realized for me, like I'm very, and like I met this guy randomly, and he kind of said this about me because I was like, oh, I'm. He was actually like very into like um astrology and he was like a dj he was actually a dj at like orange theory Mm -hmm. and i like um was we were working out and like they do these special things and like every time he played a song that i liked i like looked at him and i was like like giving him basically feedback with my body language that i liked um like the songs he was playing and like appreciating like what he was doing and then he's like oh thank you like so much I like you I could tell like you liked it I was like yeah thank you so much for coming he's like you were throwing like your energy at me and I was like oh that's an interesting statement because there's like a lot of people in there and they just like ignored him and like you know like people ignore people and it's like they're so wrapped up in their own lives they don't like acknowledge other people or thank people for even something like that Mm -hmm. and so he's like thank you because like a lot of people don't like do that and I was like it was interesting that he was like oh you threw your energy at me and like I ended up randomly like uh, going to lunch with him and he was talking he was like telling me about like my moon sign and like I met (laughs) yeah he was telling me all this kind Uh of stuff and I was like oh yeah I was like I'm not confident like I'm a Leo and like people will say like Leos love to be the center of attention they're super confident and he was like oh you're like a Pisces moon sign and I was like oh that makes more sense because like Pisces are more like sensitive and like emotional and that kind of stuff but he's like you are like very confident what he was saying was basically he's like you're very confident in like your opinions Mm -hmm. and your way of thinking and I was like wow that was like this random guy like never met that's a nugget right there yeah and I was like I loved like I follow him on social media he's super a super cool person and he like I learned so much from him just like an hour Mm -hmm. and even just something like that like a lot of women like wouldn't or even people in general it's like I don't know you like why would I go get lunch with you like he invited me and I'm a very like spontaneous person and like Mm -hmm. if I I feel like a connection with somebody like I'll you know what I mean randomly go to lunch with them like I had never met this person before so like he really like opened my eyes to like different like levels of confidence and like I moved Mm -hmm. through life after that experience and like I am confident like I'm confident in like the way I think and like Mm -hmm. my and it takes a lot yeah Mm -hmm. for people to convince me of something else and I'm very open-minded but like I feel like see I just did it right now Mm -hmm. I think on um like, I think on an intellectual level, so it takes, 
a lot to convince me of something. Like we need to be talking at a certain level for me to like grasp what you're saying. And it could be like emotional, spiritual, like Mm -hmm. logical. It can be anything. So it was interesting that he said that. And I think like as a woman, you get older, like I could, when I was younger, I was probably less confident. I think this is kind of like, kind of like a rite of passage. And like, as you get older, like at least for me, that was my experience. I became more and more confident. With I think this, that's like, your experience because I actually think it could be the opposite for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like for me, it was like as I got older, I'm more like, and especially with the times of like social media and that kind of stuff, like comparing yourself, but just like mm-hmm. accepting like yourself as you are, like your body or like a- mm-hmm. like anything like that. Like, as, like we were talking about like women and like critiquing like your body and all this kind of stuff, like body positivity. Um but I was what I wanted to say based on what you were saying, I think when women are like you were saying, like women are like competing with each other and like women are sometimes the downfall of other women. And it's like so like sad yeah. instead of like women uplifting women. Um, it's because and like the author was saying, the reason I feel like people are like, oh, I can't put my finger on it or she rubs me the wrong way is because it's not normalized for women to act and like be in this like being and space and energy so it's almost like you see something that you've like never seen before because it's not common Mm -hmm. that's why you can't like articulate it so you're just like or you don't want to admit it yeah but like even but like I said if it's just something you're not used to you can easily like if you know what I mean you taste something different you're like oh I've never tasted that before Mm -hmm. but because it's like deeper than that it's like you're not used to seeing women act and be in this way and like hold this like space and energy mm-hmm. and like you said a commanding in a commanding way so like you don't know how to articulate it because it's not like normal and mm-hmm. it's like it should be normalized more that women like carry themselves in like this way so I think that's like a big thing as well and me and Milana were talking about this earlier with her friend on uh the hike that we went on and this is more of a problem for women but it's an overall problem that if you see like a woman who is like exuding like a really good quality or like leadership is like you the example that you were gave like when you're saying I take initiative I lead and people Mm -hmm. call me bossy and all this kind of stuff instead of other women feeding off of that and like for example even uplifting you or letting you be in that zone of genius because that's your like you acting at your highest level and like one of your better qualities and then feeding off of that to maybe like add in something or like add an idea or co-lead or anything like that. Women get so like intimidated and kind of like either there's a lot of emotions behind it mm-hmm. and they can't like feed off of it to build and uplift each other. Cause we were talking about like men and women building on uplifting each other in the world and like overall but like specifically for women so it's like don't make yourself smaller like don't dim your light for anybody because you feel like they're you know they think these things about you like you I I think we always try to downplay who we are especially women and it's like why yeah and I'll like bitch you be you bitch you be six feet like you be you you know (laughs) and it it also depends on who it's coming from and what's the intention so a lot of of it comes from women yeah but I'm saying yeah for sure and like what's the intention but let's say you tell me something in a meeting being Mm -hmm. like this is not the way that I'm gonna receive the information you're telling me Mm -hmm. x y and z and it's like okay if my goal is to move forward let me make that change or alter that to like further the communication and make it more clear so it's Mm -hmm. like you like what is the intention here if the intention is to like demean me or make me smaller or put me in my place or x y and z whoever it may be then like that's one thing and then if it's it's another thing if it's like for the overall good or like betterment or something that you can like learn from so like you know what I mean if it's your friends or your family you know what I mean? That's, you know what I mean? You have to really think about the intention and who it's coming from. If you really think about, you know what, that comment that that female said to me or that woman said to me wasn't about me. It was about her. And you know what I mean? Like pray for her that, you know what I mean? She gets through that. But like, and that's not to let people have a pass, but it's like, what is worth like getting into like a back and forth about or unless, unless it's going to be productive and positive and you really have to think about who you're dealing with. Well, also what, what, why don't let other people tell you about yourself don't let other people tell you things about yourself and then you go and you believe it like I really do believe that so it's like when someone's sitting here trying to tell me I'm bossy like I have two options here like am I going to sit here and take what they're saying and like now I have to like downplay myself and like not take initiative not be a leader or am I going to be like no fuck you and what you're saying like I know how, I know who I am. I know what I am. I know what this is. Like, I don't need to listen to your whatever opinion of me. So it's like, 
don't let other people tell you about yourself. Yeah, but yeah, I'm even talking about if someone says something, you're like, don't, yeah, d- what I'm saying is don't take it personal. Yeah, that's like, what I'm it's saying. More, don't let people yeah, tell you about yourself. It's, it's the same more thing. about them than it is about yeah. you. If someone's saying something to you in a negative way and they're mm-hmm. not, like, there's a difference between, like, feedback and criticism. Yeah. If they're not giving you feedback, which is what I'm trying to say, like, if someone gives you, like, feedback in a positive way that you can take and you can take a little bit of it and be like, you know what, I don't, I'm not going to... um like, I do not receive this, but I will, like, reflect on this small part yeah. and, like, take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. that works. But um, I read this book, um, The Four Agreements, which was, like, amazing and life-changing. I wanted to read it, like, a years ago. My cousin gave it to me, but I wasn't – it was funny. Like, I wasn't ready to receive what it was saying at the time. Yeah. Like, I wasn't in the mental, like, space. And one of the agreements is don't take anything personal. Like, literally 99.9% yeah. of things that are said to you or done to you are more about the other person than it is 100%. about you. And it like literally will change your life. Like I'm not trying to be dramatic. It really. I try to operate like that. Yeah. I think I operate like that. Yeah, you do time. a yeah. lot. And I like, yeah, I've learned that from you. And like, I just like solidified it in the book. And it's kind of, yeah, this overall you shoulder topic. shrug through people's like yeah. opinions of you. It's just kind of like, eh. it's not me, boo. It's you. It's not me. It's you. It's always you. It's never me. Yeah, because yeah. it will never come out that way. It will only come with love if it's yeah. really like meant to be yeah. something, if that person cares about you. That's facts. Well, thank you for sharing. Wow, guys, um, a long episode. Um, yeah, so again, happy Women's History Month. Um, let's celebrate one another. Um, you know, be the confident, amazing women that we are because like really women are everything like women are fucking everything like women are really superheroes and I do believe that and we just need to believe that about ourselves and about each other um and as a reminder I'll be going live tonight at 7 p.m with at ask Riss, and we'll be talking about spirituality which is like my favorite topic go Jesus um and yeah that's it thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back next week make sure to subscribe leave a rating and a review if you're listening on podcast audio apps and if you're watching on YouTube give this video a thumbs up leave a comment and make sure to subscribe follow me at starring Milana on Instagram and follow Lena at Lena Noral Dean and our production company at Noir Notebook. And um yeah, that's all. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.